You are listening to the Buzz and Economic Development Podcast. I'm here with Tushar Chikliker. Hey, Tushar. How are you, Kara? It's nice to be back. It's been a while. I know. It has been a while. I feel like today we should pop a can of White Claw maybe and throw some confetti. I think that makes a lot of sense in any number of ways, actually. And it's a perfect segue into our guest. It is. Richland County Economic Development Office has 359 million plus reasons to celebrate. Richland County has had its second best year for capital investment in history in 2021. And here to talk about strategy, planning, and what's on tap for the future is Richland County Economic Director Jeff Rubel. Thanks for being here today. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, Tushar got me all psyched up talking about your future and your past and your history in the economic development world. So take us back because as Tushar pointed out behind the scenes, we do have a lot of young folks tuning in and want to know how do you do what you do? How did you get here? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, I guess the, what's the term? Seasoned? Seasoned, right, yeah. <laughs> I'm, old, I'm old. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I kind of fell into economic development back in the early 90s. Um, and, and at the time, Central SC was a different organization. So we did project management. And I was just kind of tossed in a car one day in the back seat with a couple of Germans. And they were like, okay, tell them about Columbia. There's a good lead up to any good story right there. Uh-huh. <laughs> and from there, it just kind of snowballed. I kind of fell into my groove. So for about 13 or 14 years, I recruited on behalf of the counties, um, Richland, Lexington, Fairfield, Newberry, and then it extended on Kershaw, Orangeburg, and some other counties. Um, in 2006, I left and went statewide. So I went to work for what we called then Palmetto Economic Development Corporation. It's now known as the South Carolina Power Team. But uh, that was just an exciting new opportunity to really kind of market the entire state. Um, for them, I traveled a lot. Um, I marketed South Carolina really across the country primarily we did some international travel but pretty much twice twice a month I was on the road in 2016 I came back to Richland County after they had created an office Um, so this was the first time I'd actually worked for government and it was a slap in the face and I'd never worked I didn't appreciate how difficult it was at the local level both from a governmental standpoint but also the world had changed. My 10 years of out going out marketing, I'd, I'd forgotten what it was like to work projects. And the world, the way we recruited companies changed. So it was just a lot, a lot to take in um, quickly. So I've learned a lot <laughs> in the past few years um, in my new job. Um, and that's one of the great things you learn in something new every day. So um, it's been a, been a fun, fun journey to get here. Well, you still have youthful exuberance, Jeff. We'll, we'll give you that for sure. So w- with that experience so of the alliance side, the utility side, now the county side, um, you obviously have worked any number of kinds of projects, right, um, for the particular community that you're representing. Um, as we sit here today, hopefully on the back end of COVID, what are you seeing now in the way of project flow and what kinds of projects are you seeing um, being interested in Richland County? So, you know, th- looking back over 30 years, I have never seen the level of activity we've seen over the past, I don't know, four or five months. So between October and maybe January, we, the, we typically our projects start with an RFI, RFQ, or something along those lines. 
they were coming in every day, two a day, and all massive. I remember, you know, when I first started in economic development, we had a fax machine. And the fax machine would roll off with an RFI. And if we had a $100 million project, we were running up down the hall going, wow, a $100 million project. Now it's like, I don't want to get out of bed unless it's got a B behind it. So billion-dollar projects are just everywhere. It's a nice humble brag there, Jeff, by the way. (laughs) But, I mean, just in general, the state is seeing so much activity and so, so so many big projects. I was at a conference a few months ago and, and, you know, it was a bunch of my peers and somebody said, how many of you guys, what, how many of your communities are seeing EV projects, electronic vehicles, and everybody in the room raised their hands. So that seems to be really the driving force right now. Um, and, and think about it, you know, in, in, in perspective, we went, what, 120 years with a internal combustion engine and all of a sudden over the course of like two years, we're changing everything. So all of a sudden, we have not just the, the, the vehicle companies, but all those suppliers, the battery companies, the, the suppliers to the battery companies, and those are all massive projects. So we're seeing that. And then the other big chunk, I'd say, would be solar panels, so renewable energy. I don't know where that Build Back program is, but it, it's having a huge impact on the level of activity of solar companies. And those are massive projects, you know, big employers, they need a lot of property. So it's been fascinating just seeing all this glut of major projects, particularly for a guy that started off working 10, $20 million deals on the side of the road. This is like, wow, it's like Christmas. I'm sorry, I'm talking No, that's too great. And, and that's what you mean about the, the energy there. Um, in preparing for this, and looking at the history to see that 2020 and 2021 were banner years for Richland County. Obviously, those were projects in the making. But were you surprised at how well you fared through the pandemic? Well, yeah, we, we absolutely were. I mean, going into it, we were thinking we'd be, you know, sitting around on our hands. We were anticipating the worst. And for the best to happen, it just, just was amazing to go back um, in 2011, they created our office. There were some flaws to, to approaching county development from a regional standpoint. When I was working projects on behalf of the region, I would just do a deal and then I'd move on to the next county. So I was going for the lowest hanging fruit. What I wasn't doing was thinking 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, okay, who's, who's creating the next industrial park? So when they created the office, they hired this young guy from over in Kershaw County by the name of Nelson Lindsay. (laughs) And Nelson kind of had two major goals. So one was to create industrial parks somewhere that if we were selling a company to come in, we had a place to take them. And the second thing, and it's kind of odd, is that Columbia, both Lexington and Richland counties, didn't have an existing industry program which is criminal. I mean, you know, in the world of economic development, that's like a critical component. And we didn't do it for 30 years. So we weren't going out and sitting down with the existing companies and finding out what they were doing. You know, are you expanding? You're getting ready to close? Is there a major expansion we can compete on? We didn't know any of that. And if you look back, I mean, companies like NCR, they were a major player. They had 1,200 employees in Lexington County. They picked up and just moved to Georgia. And I don't know that anybody knew they were going to do it. Intel had 150 computer scientists and engineers here in this market 
picked up and moved to Austin, Texas. And I, I didn't know they were getting ready to move. I don't know that anybody did. That's the downside of not having that existing industry program. So those are the first two big things we did. Going back to the industrial parks, it, it's some of the most boring, arduous work that has to be done. It reminds me a little bit of what Tushar does every day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry. I need that rim shot. Rem remember that during the deposition. That's about to happen, Jeff. <laughs> but, but creating industrial parks is, there's no glory in that, but, but that work led to success later. So when, for instance, Mark Anthony Bruin, that was one of the big announcements we had in 2020. And the, re the reason that happened was because Years ago, Nelson Lindsay was sitting there working on a wetlands permit and working on trying to get a sewer line there. So I was a little bit of the benefactor of that, and now I'm paying it forward. So we're building an industrial park in Blythewood, and it's just a ton of work, and nobody sees it, but that's going to lead to future success. We hope soon, but it could happen after I'm retired and sitting on the beach somewhere, and whoever my successor is benefits from it. But as they say, economic development at an event, it's a process. Yeah, well, and Jeff, I would say those are two critical, as you said, that's the word components of any, I think, local economic development initiative, which is existing industry and then product, um, industrial parks. And um, just hearing and dealing with companies on a daily basis, um, you know, the existing industries over, I would say certainly over half of, of the work I do, and I've heard Commerce mention similar types of statistics in the past, uh, for their projects are expansions. They're, they're not new locations of a particular project. So, um, and as you know, once a facility stops investing, once a company stops uh, investing in a particular facility, that is potentially the first step to that facility shutting nail. down. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and so that's kudos to you for that. And then getting, you know, product is a huge issue, speed to market, huge issue. So kudos uh, to you for, for you know, jumping on that and having available sites. I know, I know we've talked in the past about, I think everybody in probably the entire Southeast wishes, wishes they had more buildings um, in play. You know, what, what's Richland County been doing to try and get, you know, again, speed to market is so critical nowadays. What has Richland County been doing to try and um, develop buildings, frankly? Yeah, and that's a great question because the two buildings of any size in our market are both for, for lease, not sell, and they were both built in the 60s. <laughs> so we're a little little behind the scene, behind the times there. Um, we are trying to get developers to build new buildings. And it's funny, the first few months I was on the job, I went to Atlanta and tried to meet with developers and said, hey, will you build a building in Columbia, South Carolina? And they were said, Charleston, Greenville, take a hike. We're not interested. And now we finally have interest from national developers that are coming into the market and saying, hey, we think you guys are ready to go. So it's been exciting. That's, that's a, a, a real, real change of events. We do have several buildings coming out of the ground. And, and maybe this is nerdy, but so forgive me if I get into the details. You know but, I'm a nerd, Jeff. It's all good. <laughs> but we've actually started providing a fee in lieu of taxes for those buildings to get them built. So we've recognized a need. We're willing to incentivize them. And that's been a pretty big change. It was a change for me. Um, I had a hard time getting there, but I think it's the right thing to the do. The field of dreams, uh, if you build it, they will come. Right. Exactly. That's the concept. Yeah. And, and it, it's true. So, you know, thinking in the, you know, sort of in the mindset of a developer or for you, the developer wants a tenant to come in or, or a purchaser to come in. You want that company to come in 
to Richland County. How do you sell Richland County? You mentioned Greenville and Charleston. For anybody that lives in this state, we certainly understand that both of those areas of the state have exploded and been very successful uh, in similar ways, but maybe for different reasons. How do you sell Richland County, you know, maybe potentially in a vacuum, but more importantly, when you're competing against other what I'd call metropolitan areas uh, throughout the southeast? Yeah, it's funny. When I was marketing the state as a whole, and we go in, and, and the first words out of everybody's mouth was, tell me more about Charleston. <laughs> and, and if you're in Columbia, it, it gets a little irritated. It's kind of like, okay, they have you know, that, that huge tourism attraction, and it, it just has, you know, it's, it's a cool place. I love Charleston. But when we sell Columbia, um, really what we talk about is talent. You know, so um, one of the trends in economic development nationally is, don't just recruit companies, recruit smart people and the companies will follow. So you see some communities in the Midwest that don't have a lot of young people. They're actually offering stipends for young people to move there, um, just trying to get that talent base. Um, in Columbia, we talk about the opposite. So we have you know 55,000 students, 34,000 at the university. We have 60 to 80 soldiers transitioning off the base. And you think about it, just east of here is Shaw Air Force Base, and they have a big transition center too. A lot of those folks live on the east side of Columbia. So all these soldiers coming off, we have an enviable position. We have a ton of talent. The key is holding on to it. So creating those opportunities to keep those kids that are graduating from immediately moving to Charlotte or Atlanta. So that's really our sales pitch. Youth, education, growing population, We've got the talent, and talent is driving everything right now. So I think when you see those big companies looking at our market, that's our sales pitch. Just a corollary to that real quick. Um, are, are we Maybe are there missed opportunities in how we're selling this part of the state? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, we, we talk about brand. One of the things that I, we've hired a couple consultants come in and, 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 and evaluate a market, one of the things they've told us is you can't afford to market yourself two or three times. So if you think about the way we market ourselves, we have Midlands Technical College, Midlands. We, we refer to ourselves a lot as the Midlands. I don't think anybody outside of South Carolina knows where the Midlands are, or they think of England. <laughs> Central SC, you know, great name, but again, I mean, pretty confusing if you're in Germany or California or somewhere else. We're trying to market Columbia to the world. My county council, Richland County, they don't like being called Columbia. They're they're Richland County. I'm sure if you go to Lexington County Council, they don't like calling themselves Columbia. But to anybody else in the world, we are Columbia. It's a very competitive landscape. We can't afford not to be efficient and effective at what we do. We're, we're a small player. Um, we've got to figure out a way to come together as a, as a community and market ourselves as Columbia, South Carolina. So that's just my humble opinion, but I think it's probably the, the smart step forward. What it's going to require is some of our private sector leaders to step forward and bring those elected officials in the room and get some agreement. Well, the economic developers we talk to a lot of times, people coming in, business coming in, they want the work-life balance. And so it does seem like it would take a team effort because there is so much here. You know, the lake being right here for the water folks, 
the young folks and the talent that you talk about. And one thing is you can drive everywhere else. Um, so there's room to move, but is it that team approach that is going to help lift rising tides, right? I, I think so. I think we need to market ourselves together. You know, one of the strategies we have, so think about the state. We have hung our hat as a state on recruiting manufacturing companies. And, and it's been, we've been very successful. You look at Boeing and BMW and Michelin and Volvo. We've we've outkicked our coverage, or I think Bobby Hitt used to say we've we've outpunched out our weight class. Um, we haven't done as good a job recruiting knowledge economy jobs, so white collar jobs, professional jobs, life science, any the jobs of the future, and and one of the there's a few things, few challenges there. We probably need to look at our tax code. You know, I always joke that it's easier to recruit a pallet manufacturer on the side of Bluff Road than it is to recruit a 200-person engineering center. Um, the tax code, our, our incentives need to change. And I'll hand it to Harry Leitze. I think he's commissioned a study. Uh, hopefully the state's going to come back and recommend some of those changes. But from our standpoint, it's incumbent upon us to sell ourselves differently. I think we've kind of fallen into a rut in the way we market ourselves. So I think it's incumbent upon the economic development community to look and say, hey, look, you know, maybe, maybe there's a way, different way to do this. What are they doing in Raleigh? What are they doing in Nashville to recruit headquarters? How can we change way, the way we're doing to market ourselves differently? And I think that that's going to involve bringing the tourism folks together with, with the regional economic development, marry those. Um, probably, probably a real team approach. So good point, uh, a good question. So uh, you know, when you, you've just touched on the, maybe the progression of economic development in the state of South Carolina, which, and I, I completely echo your sentiments, um, Secretary Leitze has really focused on that um, in any number of ways, not, not the least of which is sort of an incentives um, review to see whether we're, we are um, you know, competing favorably against those that are competing against us. As it relates to Richland County specifically, I, I'm certainly aware of the, of the fact that you and your office have have engaged consultants on your own to try and really um, put a maybe a tech plan together to try and keep some knowledge economy jobs. Like you said, they're in our backyard. These kids are are um, graduating every single year, and when you're talking to companies, it's all about talent now and workforce. It's not about what a site looks like or the topo or geotech of a particular site. And so, um, yeah, what are some of the things Richland County's done? to focus on um, maybe progressing our economic development environment in this particular part of the state in that way, while also having the benefit of keeping our homegrown talent home? Yeah, great question. You know, one, so probably timing was awful, but, you know, I recognize we need a plan. What's the old saying, you know, failure to plans, planning to fail. Um, I knew we needed some guidance and, and how, to, how to change the way we're doing our business, how to change economic development, how to change the arc of growth for this community. So we, we kind of went around hat in hand to all our, all the different groups in town and said, hey, you know, this is our vision. We want to change well, the way Columbia looks 20 years from now. And it was, we were, I was surprised at the support. So the Regional Economic Development Alliances supported us. Uh, Richland, Lexington County, the city was a major supporter the university and, and the South Carolina Research Authority was a big player and, and kind of helping us forge a plan to, to move forward. So there, 
they we, we hired Deloitte Consulting, who are you know they're some of the biggest site selection consulting group in the country, and they came in and looked at our market, and and the goal was kind of twofold. It was it was saying okay, what what do we have to sell here, but also what can we improve behind the scenes so that when a company does show up, that we have a better story to tell. Um, there were 87 recommendations. We looked at that and was like, we'll never accomplish half of these. And, and the point, I think, is if we accomplish a quarter of them, a third of them, we can still drastically change the arc of growth for the Columbia area. Um, they were, we boiled them down. So there's some initiatives. We're still trying to connect, do a better job of connecting the companies we have to the University of South Carolina. So trying to build a better better bridge for research um, at the university so that these companies have better opportunity to grow vertically. Um, one of the more interesting things we, we discovered in, our, in, our, in that research was we aren't starting enough small companies, small high-tech companies here in the market. And there's actually some data to support how many people in any market would, would be willing to start high-tech, high-growth companies. So like any group of guys, you know, we, we said, okay, let's do an RFI, let's send it out. So we did another RFI, we sent it out to all the big players and they came back and the price tag was, you know, 150, 200,000, 250, you know, that kind of number for all of them. And at the tail end of it, somebody said, hey, have you talked to this guy named Chris Hively? And we said, no, no, we haven't talked to him. So. We called him up, got on, got on a conference call, and we said, you know, you didn't respond to our RFI, why not? And he said, well, I looked at it. He said, but frankly, you guys don't know what the hell you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I said, that's our guy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a funny story. Chris um, went to undergrad up north, but came here for grad school before there was a GIS program. He was a geography nerd, and he liked computers. Flash forward, he was working for a mapping company in Pennsylvania, in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and he started his own company called MapQuest, and he sold it for $1.3 billion. Um, so he doesn't really need to work. He worked for a group called Techstars, which are kind of the gold standard in advising communities how to start an entrepreneurial ecosystem. And he, he basically volunteered to come back. He said, you know, I'm a Gamecock. I love Columbia. I want to help you change. He had had huge success in Durham, North Carolina and changing downtown. I don't know if you've been there. I oh, was there for I used a to live game. in that area. It's beautiful. It is crazy. It, the, the change is amazing. Yeah, the tobacco warehouses yes. are now startups. I mean, it's just terrific story. So he's doing the same thing for Columbia. So he's been, been with us for about a year. He's on contract. He has net funding now to go become sustainable from here forward. But that's one of the things that's coming out of that plan is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a bottom-up. It's a ground-roots effort to build that entrepreneurial ecosystem. What I'm hoping is it'll have ramifications far beyond just startup companies. It'll help us make Columbia a cooler place where young people coming out of the university, they're more likely to want to stay here instead of just pick up and move to Charlotte or Atlanta. So that's kind of one of the initiatives that, that we hope will have an impact on, on helping us change Columbia and, and its future. And you know how you talk about Chris, Jeff, I feel listening to you, 
in your field. You could have gone on, you could have gone to other places, but the excitement that you still have and the drive, it's because you love the area. And I'm stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that too. Well, unfortunately our time is up, but we really appreciate you coming in today. It's been a pleasure to have you here. You know, thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure to get to talk to you guys. And, and let me just, you know, I don't get to say this very often, but it's funny, we have an announcement, we'll have a stage, all the elected officials stand up, the attorneys never get recognized. Guys like Tushar, he's behind the scenes. I've, I've been involved in so many deals where the deal would have fallen apart without good attorneys like Tushar. So I want to compliment you guys. Thank you for doing this, and, and thanks for the role you play in economic development. Yeah, no kidding. And that's where sometimes I'll get involved with uh, asking Tushar questions as well because there's just the knowledge here is great. So thank you for that. Thank you for being here today, Tushar, and thanks for joining us on The Buzz. And if you haven't checked out some of our prior episodes, go do that, and our social media channels. Go like us, subscribe, and we'll see you next time on The Buzz.